Hello everybody, I'm Kim-Marie Lovegrove, your host for Rebound with Resilience. Welcome back to another session uh, where we're going to be learning about the, the many ways that we can develop our own strengths to bounce back from any setback with grit and grace. Today I have with me Julie Renee Doring and um, I'm very honoured to have her with, her with us. She is going to speak about everyday magnetism and, um, and how you can get what you belong for right now. And um, I'm just gonna read a little bit of her bio to you so that um, you're familiar with her background. Julie Renee is the number one brain rejuvenation expert. She's mapped the human blueprint and how to work in the quantum field for both clearing and cell regeneration in her groundbreaking book, Your Divine Human Blueprint. She's added words to our vocabulary with her quantum technique for gen regeneration, such as cellular neogenesis and DNA obliteration. Her expertise also includes the complete removal of spiritual parasites and anchors. She's the mentor to the mentors and trains students in her original quantum activation trainings. She's also a best-selling author and has many trainings and meditations. So Julie Renee, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, Kim. Terrific. It's, um, it's always a pleasure. And um, I know that you have an incredible story to tell. Um, and I'm hoping you're comfortable sharing some of your, your past, your health issues. And for a time, I believe you were even homeless. Would you like to start to tell us how you got into this field from a background like that? Sure. Yeah. Um, I literally survived the atomic bomb testing as a child. We were uh, camping in the Nevada desert and um, there was uh, the government, the US government uh, had been doing testing. And um, from there, I had uh, terminal cancer at 24. And so um, I went through a really, really rough, rough, rough period of time. I had 17 surgeries two kinds of cancer. I died twice, was in a wheelchair, told I would never walk without unbearable pain and canes, and that I would eventually end up in bed. And over those years that I was sick and struggling, I was homeless. I lived out of the back of my car and did house sitting for people. Um, I seamlessly, nobody seemed to actually realize that I was homeless at the time. I had my dignity. Yes. I would my office uh, way before anybody would get there and I do myself a sponge bath and put my makeup and do my hair in the sink, you know, I just get ready and uh, be there way before anybody else got to work um, so that nobody knew. Um, it was, it was tough. And um, from that, uh, the worst of the cancers and surgeries, I it kept getting like more and more and more. And about 10 years ago, I went into my garden in prayer and meditation and said, God, take me or make me well. You've promised me the Garden of Eden, and I'm virtually living in hell on earth. Mm. And, um, and from that very day, uh, my body began to regenerate. And um, I was sitting in my garden. I had been chanting and praying. And I, I referenced Buddha because I went, when I was 33 years old, I went to India, not knowing if I'd come home or not because I was very sick back then. And um, I went and I actually sat under the Bodhi tree that Buddha, it's a descendant of the original tree, mm. that Buddha became enlightened uh, under. And so I sat there for a long time and I understood the impact of Buddha's decision. And if you don't know the story about Buddha, he, 
he was told that he could not become enlightened because he was a wealthy man. And I was told over and over again, I couldn't get well because I was exposed to the atomic radiation. Now I know that they don't seem to go hand in hand, but for me, they did. It was like, I was promised something different than what I was getting. And I wanted something different. And I was demanding it. I was saying, God, I really want this. You either take me now, and I didn't want to die. I just wanted to like translate if you were going to take me, mm. or make me well so that I can really live a productive life. I don't want to be in any more pain and suffering. Mm. And, that, and that was my turning point. That was my huge turning point where everything started turning around. Um, that very day, my cells started regenerating. Within six months, I was run, running 30 miles a week on a mount, mountain trail. And I was dancing on stage with a rock and roll band. Now, this is from walking with canes uh, on a heavy medication, which I had stopped taking the medication. So now I was passing out. My friends were bringing me to the hospital. I'd pass out from pain. So that garden experience really transformed things. The pain disappeared over a few weeks because I kept going back in the garden. I kept just, as long as I could sit there, I would sit and chant and pray and just give myself to God. That is a miraculous recovery for sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, because of that, um, that whole scenario where the doctors and people who were, had a scientific mind in my life were watching and I was so ill and all of a sudden I was getting well and I was looking really young. I mean, there was something happening to me where I was looking very different than I'd looked for years. I'd looked like an old woman way before my time. And uh, people were like, what are you doing? what are you doing? You know, cause they could see like very obviously that something was really transforming. Mm. And, uh, and so they actually, the scientists and doctors who I knew back then, they were the ones who were very instrumental in saying, please teach us how to do this. That's amazing. So, um, so I wrote a book <laughs> and I started a program and yeah. Well, everybody's so very lucky that those doctors were at least open enough to, to want to learn. Otherwise, um, you may not have shared all this, this wonderful knowledge. Yeah. It's well, I think it's so interesting because I, I have the big book, your divine human blueprint. It's a big fat 600 page book. And, um, I was writing that for the scientists and doctors. And I, I can say, honestly, it's very, uh, it's not really a scientific book as much as it is. This is how everything works from how I can see it. Mm. Um, and I, I could, uh, the doctors really, and the scientists really wanted the information. But what I discovered is they weren't going to take it out in the world. They were going to kind of hoard it. They were going to take it in and they were going to read it and they were going to just like distill it. Mm -hmm. And then it was going to go nowhere. And after a couple of years of, of watching that, it occurred to me that who this for was the general population, not the doctors and scientists, that I, I kind of totally changed how I was going to share this with the world. I was going to share it with everyone. And I was going to bring it into a much more understandable, easy to access uh, uh, tool technique system. Well, thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> I can, um, having been through a lot of major surgery after being told I wouldn't walk again either, I know uh, what you're saying about um, how old you must have looked and being in the incredible pain you were, you must have um, looked um, very haggard and, and old because I got comments that um, when I, when I recovered that, uh, Oh, you, 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 people didn't say anything at the time, but they said, your face looks so much younger now that you're not in constant pain all the time. Pain will, will do that to you. And you, I think were, had so much more chronic 
um, pain all through your body, um, that must have been um, just miraculous to 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 witness your your turnaround. Yeah. So um, so can you uh, elaborate for people about in your book you talk about DNA and bloodline and clan. How can you let us know how that affects um, each and every one of us? Sure, right. And and our topic tonight is really on on wealth and magnetizing wealth. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at DNA, uh, bloodline, and clan, um, obviously it affects every part of us, right? But when you look at your DNA related to wealth, so your ability to bring in wealth, if you came from a family, which I did, which is really interesting because I'm having to also work it for Adelia, my daughter, who's uh, seven months old. Um, I came from a family where my father was an indentured servant and so was his grandmother. My mother's uh, mother uh, was a, a servant. Um, so she, uh, her mother sold her and her three sisters, probably would have been considered more like an adoption uh, in this era, but it was back when she had no money. She had come over from Ireland and she had to get rid of the three girls. She kept a boy. And so they were, they were sold as domestic servants at like, three and five and whatever they were, you know, they were sold. And so you think about, okay, so I had a history of slavery in my DNA. So that's programming of slavery is keep your head down. You're never, you know, I I remember hearing from my father, well, they don't make a lot of money, but they work hard. So you've got to respect them for that. And, you know, that kind of mindset of keep your head down, do your job. You know, I remember him telling me um, when I was selling real estate, he goes, Oh, I, I had dreams of having my own mechanic shop, but you know, you have to give those ideas up and just work in a factory. And he was so convinced when I was younger that I should come be a male girl in his factory. And I was like, Oh no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So, um, so that would be, uh, that would be in my DNA. It would also be in my bloodline. It would be bloodline is from your mother's side uh, primarily. It runs through your blood. So you've got the th- the DNA in every cell of your body, and then you've got the blood with the information from the mother's side. And then clan. And clan is the presiding kind of information. It's like group mind clan. Uh, so usually it's from uh, whoever the dominating patriarch or matriarchs are in the family. They set the standard for the group mind of what everybody else will live up to and how they'll live up to it. So that would be clan. So there there are three different things that affect the body that can be shifted and cleared so that you can have more freedom to really create and express your wealth in a much easier way. Wow. To save save the the struggle that some of us um, have where we, we, as you say, we work hard and we, and we keep working hard, but we're not getting anywhere. We're not, we're not generating the wealth or the abundance that we would like. Um, and, it, and sometimes we can end up in, in um, horrible financial messes, in debt and in places where we certainly, it doesn't make sense to us. As you say, we work hard. We shouldn't be in that place. Um, so we need to clear that you you help people to clear these blocks and these uh, limitations in their life is that definitely yeah? absolutely yeah um we're using a technique uh, you were accessing the quantum field mm-hmm. um we don't do healings we don't do energy work in my programs we we do what i call quantum activations and there are two kinds of physics i just want to explain this a little bit because i think it's important to understand so um, we have uh physics we have newtonian physics 
which is the kind of physics most people think of when they think of physics. So it's gravity and the apple falling from the tree and what you see is what you get. And it's what most people study of physics. That's good. And then we have quantum physics. And quantum physics, they were both defined in 1915, by the way, which is really interesting. So I'm sure they've been around forever. But in 1915, they were both kind of mapped out. This is what this is. This is what this is. Quantum physics defines everything as part of a field of particles vibrating. Based on how those particles are vibrating, you get a Julie Renee, you get a cup of tea, um, you get a bouquet of flowers behind you because the particles are vibrating in such a way to cause the flowers or cause the cup to form. And so what we're doing is we're doing, um, we're setting uh, an intention or a knowing in the mind that we're clearing something. And then we're using a hand movement, a very simple hand movement, quantum pump, which accesses the higher frequencies of the quantum field. The frequency of the quantum pleasure field is where we call it, but where transformation can happen. Because the quantum field itself includes all of the frequencies, the low vibrational things and the high vibrational things. But you can't shift in low vibration, you have to shift in the higher vibrations. And so people get stuck, they're in that wonderful field of oneness, but they're stuck in the low vibrations. And what you need to do is access the higher vibrations to remove, to clear, to just rearrange those particles so that they're better for you. That's great. So do you do that with a one-on-one or how do you, how do you do that for people? Because I know quite a lot of people would be aware of, um, there's been a lot of talk about the low and the high, you know, we need to elevate our vibrations. That's all well and good to say that, lift your vibration, but some people were like, so how am I going to do that? (laughs) Well, no, I I would say I I don't, um, uh, I don't, say that you're going to lift your vibration. You will. If you work with me for a year or two, your vibration is going to go way skyrocketing high because mine is very, very, very high. Um, so people who work with me, who train with me, are my apprentices. They're, they're going to go way up. But you don't have to. The, uh, and setting the intention with the mind and using this pump takes you into that trans- field of transformation. So you don't have to raise your frequency to make the changes. So we, uh, we have an academy. We have students of all different energy uh, signatures, and they're all being successful. Um, and a couple of things that we do while we're pumping, uh, we often sing or chant. I, I, um, I write music. I'm a harpist, and I sing. And so <laughs> in our classes, we'll sing. Uh, we'll sing whether we sing Sanskrit or we sing one of my songs or whatever. We'll sing. Uh, we'll listen to harp music sometimes. Um, but the, the whole idea is to keep uh, this happiness vibe going while you're doing the clearing. To just stay in happiness. You don't have to, you don't have to be an enlightened master. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can be an ordinary, I'm having a bad day. You can even be upset and you can be successful because this works. And if the intention is I don't want to be upset, it's so funny. I, I have my housekeepers come in and stick stuff in every one of my baby's beds. So I couldn't lay her anywhere. They piled it up with toys. And it's like, what are they thinking about? I, I just walked around and I was like, her. And I thought, oh, I don't want Adelia to feel this. I don't want her to feel the anger because I didn't want her to register it. So I just was like, oh, shoot. I'm like, and I just went like this. And the anger just went poof. And it just was gone. So you could even be in that grumpy burr and you just go poof, 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 and it goes away. But you have to want it to go away. So you can't just sit there being mad at somebody and uh, it work. It won't work with that well. Based <laughs> with the intention, and you teach people to do this. Yes. So it's uh, the elbow down at the side. I'm going to teach you. 
Um, so elbow is uh, basically in your waist. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, so it's, it's like locked in there. And then uh, your hand is just gently pumping forward. If you can see, you see the hand is, the fingers are loose. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's what it looks like from the side here. It's about six to eight inches in front of the shoulder. Yeah. Marcy Shimoff, a friend of mine, she I don't really understand everything that you do, Julie Renee, but I just feel so much better when I walk around the house pumping. So I just do. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see Marcy running around. She's got a huge 5,000 square foot house, and she's just running through the house, pumping and feeling better. Well, that's amazing. And there, there's a, a testament for you um, because she certainly um, speaks to the world about um, creating miracles in life and, and, and getting fulfillment and joy. And she comes to you for, for advice and technique and this pumping techniques. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually. And she and uh, Jack Canfield uh, is a client of mine. Mm -hmm. So Jack just raves about his, uh, his results. We did a brain regeneration with him and he just said his life just changed. So. But for the viewers here, they can, if they clearly set an intention and pump away that, um, that they, they will see a difference It will help. They will find it. Yeah. We go into much more detail. So yes, of course, um, but, uh, yes, I, th I think that you would see an improvement and you would certainly feel better because mm. it's, really clears a lot of muddle away. Right. Okay. So because you, you, with your own personal experience, even before you started seeing the results of your work, you um, obviously worked on your own health. You've worked on your own um, personal wealth and financial situation. And um, you came from a, a very, um, uh, the background, you, you didn't want to be where you were at, and now you're very happy in where you, you've created a life where that you're happy with and um, that probably a lot of people around you 10 or five, even five years ago probably thought was, was not possible. Would, I be, would that be true. correct? Yeah, that's really true. I think um, I had been... Uh, I had been generating some income. I had been like between 100 and 200,000 for about eight years and I just could not break that. And I had people working for me. So that's not really, you know, that's no extra money. Mm. Um, and I just put a heart and soul into, I'm going to, I'm going to take this company global. And I did. And um, I worked a lot of hours, but I also cleared hours and hours and hours to do what I did. And every step of the way I had a feng shui lady and the guy, again, you can't do this. I was living in a D minus house. I was living in a condo on the freeway, you know, bad air, uh, noise, uh, you know, the energy was bad and uh, it wasn't in a bad neighborhood, but it just was just like, and then, uh, I don't know, somebody moved in who was, you know, not a good person. So the police were even there and I was like, Oh my God, I gotta get out of here. Um, and she said, well, you can't move from a D minus to an A plus house. And um, she just said, it's just impossible. You just can't do it. And I, I, so I started clearing for moving from a D minus house to an A plus house. And I certainly did move into an A plus house. I moved into a beautiful home and a state on acreage. So I have three acres. I'm at the top of a mountain with the most spectacular views. I have a cottage. Um, this, is a, this is a wow house. When you come into the house, it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I know my handyman goes, this is a really, this is a big house for a single woman and a baby. 
You know, I, I, I cleared the, in the same way. I cleared for the mortgage so that I get a great mortgage. And I got, I landed a pretty darn good mortgage. And now I'm refinancing, so it's dropping even a couple more on interest rates. Um, and then I, I cleared for the baby. I cleared a ton to um, have Adelia because I had lost uh, a lot. I'd had a lot of loss with children. And um, I wanted, um, I want to bring in two children. So I have my my daughter and I'm uh, planning to also adopt us a son, hopefully. And if not, a, a sister would be fine too. But there was a lot, a lot of clearing uh, before she got here so that things would happen in grace and ease. Right. And tons of clearing for her since she's arrived because you, you, um, you get the um, energy from the birth family, uh, the birth mother and father, that uh, sometimes is not so good. And in, in Adelia's case, um, I would say the one shining thing that I really had prayed for was that, um, that the mother be a woman of faith. And although she has many flaws in her character, uh, the one thing that I would say is that she went to church three times a week. And that was one thing I really wanted. I wanted someone who she didn't use uh, drugs and um, minimal amount of alcohol. She didn't smoke. So she had that influence of, of go, attending church, which was something that I really, I wanted some moral character in the DNA yes. for my body. Understandable, yeah. And I, and I have had the pleasure to, to meet the beautiful Adelia, and she is a real sweetie. So um, you're, very, you're a lovely little duo. Um, and it's a joy to, to see her so happy now. So... Yeah. Um, You've done a great job there already, and I know you'll continue continue to do that. So, if um, what would be the first step you would advise some anyone in our in our audience who they're not where they want to be right now? You know, they you know to they might think it's it's just a dream. It's, it's an impossible dream for them to achieve what you've done. What would be the first step that you would? Um, uh, advice for them to, to turn their life around, if you like, or to, to, to veer off in a, in a direction where they're going to be moving forward instead of staying stuck where they are? I think um, the, the single most important thing that I did, uh, in addition to the clearing, because the clearing was important, but the clearing happened because I got this fire in me. Um, I got this no matter what passion, and I talk about that, whether it's a fire of God or, you know, light a fire under your butt, I like get a bee in your bonnet, whatever it is, but you have to have more than the normal amount of passion, more than the normal amount of momentum to make a quantum leap or a quantum shift. You have to have a drive that's uh, otherworldly. Like you have to bring, you have to implement bringing in your essential nature, your spirit has to get involved with the shift. So that, I think that that's the first thing. Identify what, what it is and why, why is it so important to you? And what are you losing if you don't do it? I mean, for me, um, I had been sitting in that condo for a long time thinking I was going to move and I kept like working on the business and bringing the business to the next level and putting more money into the business. And I was not making my shift. And I realized that what I had to do was just bring in a lot of clients and a lot of income to really make that shift. And I wasn't going to do it the way I was. It was almost like I was putting a, 
a finger in the dike, you know, and holding it. So, you know, like I was just going to, I think I can, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Uh, I had to get um, just this intense, no, this is my right. Mm -hmm. So when I had the shift with my health, you know, where my health got so much better, mm. it was no matter what, God, you take me or you make me well, because I am not living this way anymore. Mm -hmm. And there was that kind of fire that was unstoppable. And I would sit in the garden and chant, and you have to think, this woman's in so much pain. And I would go out in the garden and I would sit, I would sit on like a cement slab. My garden, my garden was a little garden, you know, condo on the freeway, this tiny little garden with, it was beautiful. But um, I would sit in the cement on the ground, um, put some blankets down, and I would just chant. And, um, you know, it wasn't easy for me, but I had, I had such a fire in me. I had such a, like, I, no matter what, and that no matter what attitude. I think the same thing when I made the shift for the house. And then there was this stirring. When I bought the house, I was looking, well, well that's crazy. They put in a steam bath, and there's no... Um, there's no like little a children's bathtub in the house. It's all this luxury. I mean, there's hot tubs and three fireplaces and there's, it's a wow house. But there was no bathtub. And I was like, kind of, what were they thinking? There's no bathtub for a baby, you know, in my mind. So, so that kind of that, no, this is my house. Um, I think I might've even mentioned this to you as we were chatting before. Um, in July, a girlfriend, uh, not a great girlfriend of mine said, that she told me I was being unrealistic to think that I was going to buy a house that year because I had really built up a lot of debt. I built up a lot of debt. I'd been praying about bringing the company global. And I every time I got a yes, do it. And so I spent about 200000 getting my books published, uh, working with Jack Canfield, uh, going to the National Publicity Summit, doing a whole bunch of stuff. And I kept getting directed internally, yes. Yes, this is right. Yes, this is right. Well, what's amazing is that 200000 of debt, when I said no matter what in July, six weeks later, that was all gone. That was all paid off. It was like so, like that fire was just burning, and, and the money was correctly spent. It was supposed to be spent, and I had beautiful credit, and it was spent on the right things. So it was, it was put in in the right way. Um, and then... Uh, you know, I just, I, I would say, be willing to work really, really hard. Mm. I think um, some people uh, think, well, I'm just going to meditate and I'm going to kind of bliss out and I'm going to do some journaling. No, you're going to have to work hard mm. because you're shifting your reality. You're shifting your trajectory. So I, I say, like with um, my daughter, um, I had 13 miscarriages and I lost custody of three children when I had cancer. Mm -hmm. So I had um, my own children I gave birth to at five, three, and one. I lost custody of them and didn't get to raise them. Mm -hmm. And then had 13 miscarriages. And so I lost 16 children. I'm talking about a lot of loss. Yes. So for me, mm -hmm. the trajectory with Adelia and my age, which is a beautiful age, um, but not an age normally that people think of as child, a childbearing or bringing children into the world. I had to do a lot of clearing and will continue to keep the space clear because it wouldn't have happened under any normal circumstances. And even there were all these things that were working energetically 
to stop the adoption and I would just clear it. And so even when she was born, the birth mother uh, decided not to sign the papers. So the hospital called me in North Carolina. I was getting an, an airplane in California saying the birth mother's not going to sign. We just wanted to let you know if you don't want to come out. And I prayed about it and I got, no, this is, this is my baby. I'm sure it's my baby. So I'm, I'm in the airport. First of all, I'm having a meltdown and I'm crying. And then I'm like, no, no, this is my baby. I got that really strong feeling. And I'm like pumping away, you know, um, just to holding the space, being uh, more than I thought I could be. So I think that when you make a leap, it asks your ass. The universe says, if you really want this, show me. The universe wants evidence that you really want this your so, determina your own determination and belief I, yeah right that this is truly what i want i'm not going to be talked out of it by someone who didn't feel like she wanted to say I, I understand that actually there's a lot of hormones that kick in i get that and she was really completely convinced that i should have this is interesting when i arrived 20 hours after birth i got there and um, there were some family members around, and they're all calling her Adelia. That's my grandmother's name that I said I'm naming her Adelia. And they, they said, no, no, her name is Adelia. They were even telling the nurses her name is Adelia. So on some level, even if they weren't signing the papers, they had already knew that she was coming to me, that she was my daughter. Mm. Well, that's an amazing story, yes. So, but... When you um, have been in these positions and you make this decision to, to follow through, even <clears throat> you mentioned your friend, not, not, um, she didn't have the belief that you did. You know, she was like oh. looking at reality, but it's, it's wonderful that you didn't let her kind of bring you down, if you, if you like, and, and stop from moving forward. Yes, actually, I, I have to say that I mention it because it was a gift. Mm because it, it got the fire started. It's like, oh no, she doesn't know who I am. Yes. And yes. hopefully all of us have that component of, oh no, she yes. doesn't know who I am. Yes. So back then in July, I qualified, I think for a $56,000 mortgage. And of course I have a multi, whatever, very, very beautiful estate that is, you know, yes. way up there. So, um, and it's funny, uh, in November, uh, the, the realtor had said, oh, well we, um, the owners really don't want anybody who can't afford it to go in. And I said, I can afford it. And she goes, well, you know, I said, listen, don't tell me that I, I was a realtor. <laughs> and uh, she goes, oh, okay. And so we, we looked at the houses and of course I, I did qualify for what I needed. And I had 30% down, which blew everybody's mind, including my own, um, that I had come up with that huge um, amount of cash influx in like four months it was really complete miracle um complete miracle driven by will passion a connection with the divine and really like so that's what i say every time i've made a shift where it's been a quantum leap not just a small leap because i make lots of small leaps but that huge shift is because i've had that fire of god what i call my own fire my own divine fire burning at me saying no i I need this now. Mm. And I, I encourage you as a listener to also look at that. What is it, you know, if you have apathy running, that's not going to, that's not, that, that's going to kill your dreams. 
Mm. Apathy is, you know, the dream killer. So you'll have to get off your bottom <laughs> and, and go for it. Really go for it. Those little leaps you mentioned, you said you, you're constantly making little leaps. They help to reinforce, um, I think, your belief that you can make, do, you can keep doing this and you can keep, and you can get bigger leaps as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's important to just, just start, you know, with the first leap, no yes. matter how small it is, and just keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Absolutely. And I think if you use that as fuel, because I always talk about that in my classes, is, you know, look at what you've already accomplished. What are your little wins? Mm. And build off of the little wins. Mm. Because those are the believable things that your, your essence knows. Well, this is true about me. I, I know I can do this. Mm. But see, I've come back from death. I twice... I died and I pushed myself in my back of my body once. Um, I, I told the angel of death to go take a hike. And <laughs> I mean, like, I, I know that my life isn't over until I've accomplished what I want to. And so there is some kind of knowing in me that's pretty sassy. You know, it's pretty like, I'm not taking no for an answer. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not taking hostages. I'm actually doing what I'm doing. <laughs> Good. Yeah, lay down, lay down that gauntlet of what, what it is you desire, you want, and just yeah. go for it. Yeah, yeah. believe that you can. And I, I think it's an inner and outer uh, job. So I think uh, inside you have to, you know, remodel or revamp who you are. If there are things that are in your psyche or the way that you operate, I know something really changed in me and I really wanted to let go of it. It was this playing small thing. And I was always saying, I wanted to play big and I just was always, and I could feel myself pulling back and holding back and not yet, not yet. And I was like, well, something happened in my head that said, well, if not now, when are you going to do it? Yeah. You know, it was like, what, what are you waiting for at this point? And um, it was like, you're right. You're right to myself, you know? And I, I know that was my own high self speaking to myself going, what, what is the deal? Why are you just kind of standing knowing what you need to do and going, I don't know if I have enough courage to go through it. Yeah. And what if I lose everything because I've, you know, invested everything into it. And there's a, there's a point where you just have to say, I believe in myself. If I lose everything, I'll recover. Yes. Yeah. Have the courage to say that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, being courageous and, and, having that self-belief and that self-confidence to know that when you have, you make the decision, you make a choice and just, you know, if you have that intention, it will happen. Mm -hmm. And you've proved, you more than, more than proved that. Now, um, Julie Renee, would you like to speak? You've been really generous with the gift for, for the viewers. There's a link below the video here for them to click on. Would you like to say something about that? Yeah, I think we're um, we're giving you the Accelerate Wealth uh, seven day jump start. Yes, and you're gonna really love that. Um, it is the meditation and action program. It's a smaller part of a big thousand dollar premier program that we sell. So we have a 21 day program. This is seven days. It's a little bit smaller, um, so the lessons aren't quite as long as the big one. Um, but it helps you to take the outer actions uh, that you need to to get the momentum going in your life as well we provide you a meditation that takes you into the quantum pleasure field and teaches you about creating a mock-up something that you see 
that's already happened that's in the future that you're holding and that you want to bring forth now. So um, very powerful. It takes you into the quantum pleasure field every day. So you're going into that meditation space and then you have action. And I've had several people, I had uh, one lady uh, get a, um, a job. She hadn't worked in 10 years. She was in uh, Europe and uh, she got her dream job, uh, 60,000 a year uh, in New York and she was only going to be working part-time. And she was thrilled and hadn't been working for 10 years. So, and that was from the seven day wealth jumpstart. Another lady on day four got notified uh, her uh, great aunt, who she'd only met once, had passed away and left her entire estate to her. So, um, so it definitely is magnetic. It does draw in, it gets your field starting to pull in your wishes, dreams, and desires. Wow. I think everybody take note. Make sure you click on the link. Um, I know I'll be very keen to to give the seven day challenge my all, um, and uh, look forward very much to that. So thank you so much. That's very generous of you, Renee, Julie, Renee. So is there anything else you'd like to to share as an overall? Um, I know you've spoken all, all along from your heart um, because that's just the way you do. Uh, what, what would you, overall, if you had a, one word of, one short sentence of, of wisdom to share with everybody, what would it be? Because yeah. you've certainly been to Helen back more than once. Yeah, I have. I think um, if you're going through a hard time right now, um, just know how much you're loved and needed on the planet and that this too shall pass. And uh, I've been there and um, I know that it's really difficult to keep the faith and be hopeful, but find things to be grateful for and find uh, reasons to celebrate life. Find ways that you can be happy, even if it's just hiking in nature or enjoying the food you have in front of you. And um, I promise you, uh, good times are ahead. So just keep positive and keep on track. And uh, Kim, I want to thank you so much for the work you do in the world and um, your generosity in bringing this program to so many people who really, really need it. I just love and appreciate you so much. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Julie Renee. I think it, it is very... Um something that's very dear to my heart, having, you know, been through my own personal struggles. And I, if I can just, if you and I and all the other speakers make a difference to even a handful of people, I'm hoping we make a difference to a lot more than that. But if, um, if it can help people out there to live their life differently and, and just live with more ease and grace and joy and fulfillment, then that's what, that's our aim. That's what we're all about, I believe. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. And viewers, thank you for tuning in today. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And I, I trust that you are learning and growing and expanding with each interview you listen to. And I look forward to catching up with you again on the next session. Thank you again. Bye. And thank you, Julie. Everybody. Bye -bye.